to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Road Rash for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Road Rash was developed and published by Electronic Arts in North America in 1991 and possibly nowhere else in the world. Whoa, really? Yeah, I could not find release dates for any other territory until this was remade for the Sega CD, in which case it was released then in Europe as well. Okay. Now, this game uh, is, does come from EA. We haven't done too many Electronic Arts games yet. No, yeah, and this is... Way back in the day, before they were evil. Uh, sure. Now, aren't they evil now? Aren't they one of the bad companies? Yeah, I guess. I I don't know. I, mean, I don't really think they weren't evil then. Uh, I guess that's true. Uh, they just didn't have that reputation to me, anyways. As well, a that's because boy. they uh, released one of your favorite games of the early uh, gaming world, Mule. Oh, that's yeah. And they hit it really well, big with uh, Archon. Archon. I don't know how you say it, but that was one of their big. I, I don't either. Uh, by the time but we I, got to I, EA. They were making a lot of simulator type stuff in our youth. Mm -hmm. And then they moved on, of course, to the world of sports. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what blew them up to the giant super brand they are now. Yeah, definitely. Those license. And, you know, it all started here on the Sega Genesis. Yes, indeed. Now, this game, uh, Road Rash, was actually born out of EA trying to create these similar effects for the NES on a game. Uh, they had the license to a Mario Andretti racing game okay uh but they didn't soon realize that the nintendo could not handle the types of sprite manipulation they were going for yeah like the scaling stuff yeah at first when they did actually decide to make this game for the genesis it was just a kind of a motorcycle simulator oh yeah it was actually shown at ces uh the consumer electronics show in 1990 in that form where there was no uh fighting no cops it was just ah. like you just drive on roads Okay. But that was boring and no one liked it. Right, right. So they totally retooled it. Uh, they spent like another six months working on it. And that's where they added, you know, like the, the gritty edge to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they also tried to get different licenses for the motorcycles in the game. But since they did add the violence, they lost all those. Yeah, yeah. I saw this. So we have a bunch of like fake motorcycle companies, right? Yeah. And they're all kind of a, a similar name to their actual counterpart. And we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. And, sure. And then also this game had a lot of different versions. It was on the Game Boy, the Master System, the 3DO. <laughs> All right, yeah. And I think it's 3DO and Sega CD versions were pretty much just straight up ports of the gameplay. But they added a whole bunch of like real music, like popular grunge music. Okay. They added full cutscenes, a lot of voice acting. That's awesome. But otherwise, the game was pretty much the same as far as the play was. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, makes sense. And then uh, this game did have a, a, at least three or four sequels. Yeah, it was a franchise for a minute there. I mean, it and was one of the big ones for Sega, I as I recall. Yeah, they did sequels on the N64 as well, all the way up through the PlayStation. I think that's where the, the last one was on the PlayStation 2. Okay, yeah. Oddly enough, there is a really in-depth article about this game on Wikipedia. I don't know why or how, but there's probably <laughs> about 
five times to ten times as much information about the making of Road Rash as there is many other more popular games that I've researched. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, there's that rabbit hole if anybody wants to to jump down it. Yeah, sadly, it's not a very interesting story, or I would have gone over more of it here. But <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, it, it was. I didn't realize it as a kid, but you know, now playing it, and I'm like, wow, this is an entirely Western developed game. I, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, it's pretty unique for its time. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Road Rash? This is a t- third-person motorcycle racing game with some light combat elements, of course. Yeah, it is uh, Yeah, very light. It is a racing game at its core. Uh, you can jump in this game, but that's only when you hit like a really big hill. Yeah, yeah. There, there are Otherwise, no like, special ramps or anything that you might see in a, you know, like in a kart racer. Yeah, because this is a fairly realistic game. You know, there are some fantasy elements that we'll get into, but for the most part, it's a pretty realistic sim. Yeah, yeah. And it's really interesting to play. Like, I, I had always thought of this as an earlier game than, like, way earlier than, say, F-Zero or Mario Kart, you know, but it's not that much earlier, really. So it's no. interesting to see, like, the non-Mode 7, like, you know, remembering how, like, you know, for this to have the scaling it does in a non polygonal way is uh, it's pretty impressive for the time and in, in a certain way even though it doesn't really look that great i don't think anymore i don't know I, it has its charms i think now no, it does when you, it does when you are driving this motorcycle which is you know the majority of the game uh yeah it it, it does behave much as you would imagine you've got your three buttons on the genesis controller mm-hmm. and you have a, a brake and accelerate and uh, what makes this game unique a punch yeah and then as and, you accelerate, you can steer the bike, of course, using your D-pad. Yeah, yeah. But you can also use that D-pad uh, in conjunction with your attack button to do other attacks. Yeah, if you press down and C, or you have to, it's different because you hold down the attack button when you press that. And then when you release it, it does, if you're pressing down when you press C, you will get the kick. And uh, there's like a slap for the up plus C. And Yeah, they call it a didn't... backhand punch. Okay, yeah, I I was unable to truly connect with those uh, with any regularity. Like I thought, yeah, the timing was a little tough to begin with with the attacks and then holding down that button and waiting, you know, and trying to position it. I don't, so I, I can't really say if they're worth it. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah. I thought the kick was to a degree because it's very strong. Okay, uh, when you're in the later races, the harder ones, but otherwise you're just better off punching and trying to get a weapon. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, yeah, I agreed, because you get one, just the one weapon, right? It's like yeah. a, a pipe or a club or something. Yeah, because certain uh, other bikers that are out there are armed with a club or whatever this is. And if you hit them while they have it out, you just take it. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Yes, it is very cool. Because, you know, uh, when you have that and you do attack people, it definitely does more damage to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's great. Very rewarding. It's like a special bonus. I think the easiest way to describe what's in this game and what features you have is by describing the the heads-up display. Okay, sure, yeah. You've got your field of action taking up the majority of the screen, but at the bottom you uh-huh. have a nice display of what's going on with you and your bike. Oh, sure, and it's got, you know, that kind of realism, you know, because you have a, a speedometer and a tachometer. Yes, and to, the speedometer uh, is accurate. It shows you your current miles per hour. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you have two rear-view mirrors on your right and left corners, kind of, so which I didn't really use that much, but it's nice that they're there. Uh, it's definitely helpful 
to know where the enemies, how close you know the enemies are behind you once you've passed them, if you have a lead or not, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like two of them's kind of redundant, but it definitely looks good. I I think it's more of a style realism thing because it's like you have the two little square mirrors on the sides of your of a real motorcycle. Yes. Now in your tachometer, you also have uh, the distance that you've driven. Uh huh. Clicking by, you have on the far side of it the time that you've spent on the course. Right. And then there's a number above that. What is that number? Is that your place? That's yes. Um okay. I didn't even notice that that number was there until yesterday and <laughs> because normally I'm always like I have no idea how I'm doing, you know, you ha unless right when you pass someone, uh you, it'll show you what place you're in now. It right. flashes in the little area which I guess we can mention now where it uh, shows the life bars of your nearest uh target or, or yeah. uh, com competitor. And it tells you their name. Yeah, which is cool. Um, there are 14 racers in every race, so and they all have names. It's uh, pretty neat. Yeah, and it, it is nice because it gives you a better idea of like you know who you're near or whatever. It gives you at least like something to add to their what personality you've given to them in your mind. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know they all look the same on the field, but it does kind of you get to know like the the crappier racers. You know, there's very definitely a slope of skill as you go through you know you'll you'll always see the same couple people in the top four typically yeah and vice versa for the bottom on the left hand side there's an area where you've put your name in uh if you have it, your player a but there's a lot of spaces to put whatever name you want that's true what was yours do you, uh well do you still go with ninja car i um i didn't feel like messing with it and to be honest like uh you know we can touch on this a little later but there's a weird interface in between races yeah, and I kept accidentally, one. yeah, I kept accidentally going into the screen where you rename yourself and then hitting the wrong buttons to get out. So I ended up uh, with Q, Q layer Z was my, uh, <laughs> and then okay. I just left it there. So well, might, you I, might hear more from Q layer in the future. I I hate to out you there, but I know your longtime handle is Ninja Car. That's yes, that's yeah, a stupid name. That's almost thirty years old. So yeah, and uh, you know my handle for the longest time was Slacker. That's right. But the problem is once you have a child and they get old enough to understand what that means, it's not really the best handle to have. <laughs> That's uh, true. That's true. Role model. So at some point I switched to Shrocula. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's usually not enough room for Count Shrocula, but yeah, it's a good hey. one. So yeah, um, I can't remember if I got all that in there or just Shrocu, Shrocula. <laughs> I tried though. That's a great university, Shrocu. Yeah, it is. And then above your name is your health. That's right. Yeah. And that health can go down in a couple different ways. Oh, yeah, because enemies can hurt you by, you know, knocking you around, punching you. Or uh, if you wreck, you can get hit by cars and other racers. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then your bike has its own health bar. Yes, which is the more important health bar, I think. <laughs> oh, very much so. Because if this health bar goes all the way down to zero, uh, then the race is over. Yeah, and you have to pay a repair fee. And if you don't have the money, I think you're just, are you just game over, right? I, I wish I knew, but I always uh, took a screenshot of my password and yeah, yeah, I just went back to that password every time. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. But uh, I do know that, you know, we mentioned slightly in passing earlier that uh, there are cops, you know, in, to interact with and they will bust you if you wreck in front of them. And if you do that, you know, then race is over. They give you a fine. And if you don't have enough money, it is a game over. 
oh, to wow. pay your fine. So yeah. So uh, luckily I, you know, just went back, but uh, it's just, it's more angering that you had to stop the, you wasted all that time on your race, you know? Yeah. And then when you finish the race, you are given money depending on your rank. Uh, yes. And that's different for each level of the game you play. Yeah, it's five tracks and uh, that you race through is, you know, it's kind of like a cup, but, you know, that's your level one. And then at level two, when you will get an increased cash reward, you also will be racing longer versions of the same tracks. It's just with extra sections on at the end. Yeah, and they're, and the enemies are all a little bit, a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, and I, I don't know. They seem like there are more hazards and other vehicles, Definitely. or at least... Okay, I wasn't sure if it was just me, if I was imagining it. No, no, there are, for sure. And then the reason you have this money is because you need to repair your bike or perhaps pay off fines. But really, the biggest reason you get it is so that you can buy a new motorcycle. That's right. Do you want to talk about those motorcycles real quick? Yeah, that's fine. I didn't... Uh, they're an interesting group because what is there, seven of them? Yeah, something like that. And they, uh, yeah, and they range in price from like... Four or five thousand dollars up to twenty five thousand dollars, and but the <laughs> it's really interesting. We in the uh, you know spoilers here in the manual uh, and in the game, it gives you little descriptions of them that went way over my head. Where they're like, this one has a keep your RPMs high, but the mid range is bubble, you know. And I was like, what are they even <laughs> talking about? Well, we well we can cover them and even uh, go over those comments real quick if you'd like. Okay, sure. Your cheapest bike is the Shuriken. Right. Right. The Shuriken 400. And that's what you start with, right? Yes. And that's kind of, I think that's a Suzuki parallel. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it has 60 horsepower, weighs 40, 40. It weighs 400 pounds. Like we said, it's $4,000. And the comment for that one is big on handling, short on power. It's important to main speed through the corners on this one. That that makes sense to me, you know, in retrospect, having some experience with it, but because. And I, I kept that bike for a while. Yeah, I, I I did longer than I wanted to uh, before I figured out how the game worked, but uh, we, we, okay. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the Bonsai Seven Fifty. All right. I don't I don't have a an analog for that one. Yeah, I don't know what uh, it could be. Now it is it has one hundred horsepower. It weighs four hundred sixty five pounds and has a price of seven thousand dollars. And its comment is crisp handling with good power at high RPM, but no mid range. Try and keep the revs high. Yeah, there you go. That's one that I like. I even looked up the mid-range stuff to see about the you know the middle RPMs, but I I wasn't able to translate that into a specific like play well, mechanic in in game. You know, yeah, I don't I don't think it really matters because you don't have a way to control that. They're not these aren't uh, manual yeah, yeah. transmissions that we're dealing with. Right, right. Following that, we have the Kamikaze 750. It has 105 horsepower, 475 pounds, and costs $8,000. Uh, the comment is slower steering, but bigger mid-range power than the Banzai. And I think the That's Kamikaze right. is supposed to be a Kawasaki? I think so, yeah. And I this was the first one I bought. I saved up for this guy. Nice. I, I did too in one of my playthroughs just because it's it's easily attainable after a, a couple good races. Yeah, yeah. And it, it rewards you. That top speed is noticeable. Yeah. Uh, following that, we have the Shuriken 1000. It has 135 horsepower, weighs 510 pounds, and costs 12 grand. So, yeah, I'm sure it's a fine bike, but I, I didn't get this one. <laughs> it is a big price jump. Its comment is extreme speed, but its size makes for slower turning and stopping. Plan your turns. I hope you always Ooh, plan your turns. You kind of have to. Uh, 
it's not very forgiving uh game in some ways but more on that later yeah and that is like the high-powered suzuki there now next up we have the panda 750 which is of course uh the honda 750 with a horsepower of 120 uh-huh. weight of 450 pounds price tag of twenty thousand dollars whoa big v4 Pretty range expensive. power yeah and magic handling at a big price well yeah i didn't get this one either <laughs> i skipped it for the final one so did, did you also not get the Ferrucci 850 or how much is that uh, uh dollars wise well that was a lo- drop uh, that one's only 14 oh that's the one i got yeah i got yeah, that I, one and then went from there to the the final yeah it's a bicycle. v-twin so there you go yeah, v-twin yeah, torque can, can, and razor sharp handling reliability could be a problem though Oh, well, I found it to be a fine vehicle. Yes. Uh, did you also then finally get the last vehicle, the Diablo 1000? Oh, yeah. It has 150 did, like... horsepower and <laughs> weighs 450 pounds. It costs $25,000. And its comment is that it is fuel-injected horsepower and awesome Italian handling, which means this is none other than the famous Ducati. Oh, yeah, it's a great bike. I, uh, it, I, I can't speak for the... You know the the next highest uh ex- priced motorcycle but this one is fast it's super fast but you like i don't know if it's the bike's handling i think it's more that you're just going way faster like you really gotta if you haven't learned to use braking or letting off your gas like in the early <laughs> days i was really laying it on so when i first got this bike i was so excited like man i'm gonna destroy all these people and then i kept wrecking so much and i was <laughs> it was infuriating it was no. It is very hard to get a hang of, but once you do, it is really nice. Now, yeah, uh, I mean, that's... full disclosure. I my dad is way into motocross and motorcycles in general. So uh, I think in the sixth grade, I had a Ducati shirt and thought it was really cool, even though I really knew nothing about it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, what I was saying before is that there's kind of this pattern in the game where you every time when you get a new bike, you just have to accept that you're not going to do that great the first time out because they all seem to all have their own handling and, you know, way to use them, which is a pretty cool feature. You know, you kind of, you get yeah. used to it and then, and it really shows because, you know, in these tracks you're racing, it's like you're racing them over and over. So you start mapping them out in your mind, how to uh, react with certain turns, but then you have to, you have to relearn it because you got a new bike and it handles differently. Yeah, for sure. Now, this game, uh, you do not have lives. No, as long as you have money, pretty much, you know? Yeah. And this game does have codes, though. Oh, yeah. Like, they're for passwords, right? Or Yeah, for passwords. Well, they actually have codes to give you, like, the Diablo for your first race or lots of money as well. Yeah, I saw those. And I thought about it, but I was like, no, no, no. Don't, don't, be, a, don't be a turd. No. Uh, but the codes are nice because at every race... At the end of it, you are given a code that keeps track of your current standings. Yeah, so you always immediately have a password. So it's a, a nice touch, I must say. And it's not a bad password. No, no. What, 24 characters? or? Yeah, but you should, mine were almost always like numbers, mostly numbers. Agreed, yeah. What about, did you play any of the two-player mode of this game? I did not. I did see that it was like a hot seat swap kind of situation. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I was like, oh, cool. I didn't realize they would do a split screen thing. And then I realized what it really really was. And I was like, wow. Now, this one did not. Ton, there was, tons of fun. There was not the horsepower in the Genesis to handle two of these screens at once. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Well, Nick, you alluded to it earlier, uh, but. 
you know, we don't know much about electronic arts and how they did their manuals. I do know that Sega always had a weird color scheme. Tell me about the manual for this game. Okay, it is 26 pages. Uh, it's black and white, and it has a bunch of screenshots, but no art. Okay, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would have yeah, liked to see uh, some of the artwork of these characters you race against, but really, that's yeah. not it. Yeah, um, it, it kind of has a story about the origin of the Road Rash uh, group. I don't know. Um, okay. But they talk about somebody like it's like Fang versus Polygon were the two guys who had the first Road Rash race. And at least at that time, uh, Natasha was Polygon's girlfriend, who is one of the characters you race against. Oh, wow. But they started that. Intrigue. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then interestingly, right after the story, there's two pages for your password log. And then it goes back to describing the controls for a while. Well, that's cool, though. I'm always a fan of uh, password writing place. Uh, yeah, me too. It's just, I think the first time I've ever seen it, not at the end of the book. <laughs> I would say it's the first, yeah, that I'm aware of. Um, you know, and it describes the races, the bikes briefly, uh, the cops and the, the, the rashers, which are what the other racers are called. Okay. And then you get a high sc high score log at the end, and that's oh. it. It's I mean, it's a pretty simple game, so there's not a lot to go over. So there's nothing really here, uh, nothing interesting or funny. So it's a pass. I, I Oh, man. But I do have to say, it's got scorekeeping and password management in the booklet. So those are both pluses on my side. I don't know. No, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, it's fine. It's not offensive. It does a good job. It does what it's supposed to, but... I guess there's no uh, reason In this modern day and age... Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Road Rash? Um, I, I played it a couple times um, as a youth when it came out. Uh, at a, either at a friend's house, I think our friend borrowed a Genesis from another friend, and we rented this one time, you know, briefly. Yeah, so I, I remember playing it a bit, but that's it. I know I've played this at some point, but I have no idea how or where. <laughs> yeah. Then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Oh, I played it a lot, but I did not beat it. Well, what do you mean by beat it? <laughs> well, I, I got to the fourth out of five okay. levels. Yeah, okay. Um, so the t fourth tier, let's say. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also got to the fourth tier, and woo. It's really rough at that point. Well, I my see, I played this probably okay. My last count was twenty two times because oh, well, I can't play this game. You played a lot well, more than I did. Uh, maybe, but I cannot play this game for more than fifteen minutes without wanting to crush something because it's so frustrating. Oh, really? See, yeah, I, I I mean, I I like it. I kept coming back. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, the very first uh, two levels or tiers. Uh, I thought were pretty easy, so I just blew through them, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then as the third one, a little harder, and that fourth one I really tried to go through, and I a combination of it being hard slash have seen the same levels over and over again. Sure, sure. And I did a save state or take password pictures, depending on how I was feeling in between levels. Yeah, it's, but you can't really, like, save state in the middle. I mean, I guess you could, but that's just crazy talk. Yeah, I did not do that.
All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I'd just like to start by saying that this is a pretty basic game, but it's a really good racer for what it does. Yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I didn't think I'd get into this game, but I actually did, you know? Same here. I was like, all right, well, let's swallow this bitter pill and make our way through. <laughs> and I, I went through that first set of races, all five courses, really loving it. Like, I was really amazed at how responsive and smooth the handling was. Yeah, and the graphics look better than I thought they would. You know, they're, they're still uh, rough by today's standards, but... I, I don't know. I, I found them kind of charming. I think I like them better yeah. than Mode 7 type scalings. Well, you get... Uh, there's certain advantages that you have, like, hills you can see here, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it looks cooler, you know? and Well, not necessarily cooler, because you don't feel like you're moving as fast sometimes. Even though by that. the end of the game, you are... I think that's when the graphics look the best. I think if you when you first start with the slowest bike, it kind of looks choppy, but once it's you're actually moving, it really looks better. Yeah. And the graphics of the bikes and stuff are really good, and I like the way they approximate the smaller bikes at the distance. I I it, it can be confusing because sometimes you'll 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 get this like pixel blur way down the road and you're like since the color of, you know, the cars are all blue or yellow or white. Yes. And at least one of those colors is present on every outfit for the <laughs> that the other people use. And then yellow is in the signs, too. So you can get this like pixel salad at a distance. And I'm like, I, I if I feel like if they color coded everything a little different, you'd be able to be. Oh, OK, I know there's a car in there or, yeah. you know, until because sometimes if you're if hills are involved, you have a very small field of vision that can also be obscured by your own sprite, you know. Yeah. And that that was the most frustrating ones because sometimes going over a hill, even if you're on the right side of the road, boom, you just ran into a car. Oh, definitely. Uh, but I thought, you know, for the most part, it was pretty easy to move or maneuver around other vehicles and whatnot when you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's hard parts, but there should be, you know. Oh, yeah. And for the first few uh, tiers, the other racers are not much of a challenge when it comes to the fighting aspect of this game. No, no. And well, and honestly, they uh, they like it reminds me of Mario Kart in a way where it's kind of all the characters are self-regulated. Like, you know, there's like the eighth and below crew, as I call, like, where you'll know these guys like Brunhilda or Broomhilda or these other characters that you see right at the beginning. But once you get past that pack, then you're, you're catching up to people and passing them. And then, you know, if you're lucky and, and good enough, and when you get to first place, then it's about building up as big of a lead as you can get for when you inevitably crash no matter how, I, I, or at least when I in it inevitably right. crashed. Yeah. Uh, and the only downside is I wish there was a, a, a thing that showed you, A, how far into the race you were, like how far away you were from the finish line. And, Agreed. Yeah. And B, where the other enemies were, or the other racers were, uh, in conjunction with your player. Yeah, and I wondered because, you know, again, when I would crash, and it's like sometimes, like, okay, let's talk about the crashes real fast, because if you run into a car or vice versa, or even some obstacles that you'll see outside the road, trees, signs. Yes. You go flying. Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's comically hilarious. Yeah, it, it is when it's happening to someone else. But when I, you know what I mean? Because your guy just goes flying and then, you know, it's in your bike too, and which can all be knocked around by other vehicles. And if you land, like if you even pass through a tree or a sign, then it hits you again and you go even farther. And then you got to, you know, kind of like a sight bike. You got to wait, watch your guy run back to the bike and it can be maddening yeah it's, they play by excite bike rules here uh you do have to manually run back to your vehicle when you dismount 
Yeah, yeah, and which is fine because you know it's not always super far, but if you get two unlucky crashes in a race, it can be really hard to get that time back. You know, oh, for sure. And if that happens, you know, if you're playing on the, you know, as these races get longer at the higher levels, you know, so if you're six minutes into a seven minute race and then it just at the, on the last turn, which happened to me several times, you just have this comedy oh, of no. errors that happen to you. And you're just like, <laughs> and you start watching people get by, you know, you're like, I, I wrecked once and I'm like, it's okay. I'm not that far. I can make it back. And as soon as you get on your car or get on your bike, a car comes and just plows me again. I was just like, no, why have you forsaken me? Yeah, and that's when this game gets real crushing because those those races start getting very long. Yeah, yeah. But it really got me with the like, you know, the bikes, the reward cycle of that. I was into it. I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to make money and get a new bike to make it easier. And, and it does. But, you know, aside from the brief learning stint at the beginning of owning any new motorcycle, but it um, it's just that like if you get busted or you, your cart, you break down or you know, because even if you, you still get some money if you place very low, but it's almost inconsequentially low. It's like 50 bucks and the cheapest thing is 4,000. You're just like, oh. Yeah, it means nothing. Like, that's why, you know, Abby kept calling this game Road Rage because, you know, she would hear me cursing or, you know, stomp, you know, and I just had to stop myself. I'm like, don't do this. This isn't you anymore. You're not 10 year old Nick. You, you're a grown man. You can't be, you can't be fussing about a game. So I just had to cut myself off, like, you know, after each. <laughs> two or three races so that's why i played this game so much so many times but they were small periods you know okay gotcha now what did you think of the music in this game nick i liked it actually oh, i liked it a lot uh to me this music across the board was pretty darn good with certain tracks being really good yeah yeah and it's it's very genesis-y so if you don't like that sound chip you probably won't like it but i do so i did uh i think in the, the voices and the sound effects oh the sound effects in this game are the Genesis C sound effects, <laughs> and I love every boingy, uh, metallic second of them. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. Very, yeah, tinny, metallic, like you said. Yeah, as I put it in my notes, Genesis Gold. And one thing I love about this soundtrack is that it's really only like five tracks, right? Yeah, but they're all eight to ten minutes long. Okay. So you will not hear parts of the, you know, with these long like movements in it, like it, it changes very much every couple minutes, you know. Oh yeah. So when you're when you're racing the the tracks, you know, at first, you know, the the races are shorter, so it's maybe three minutes, whereas by the end it's seven or eight. So you're getting to musically, you're getting to parts of the game that you hadn't before. You know, it, it keeps it a little fresh. You know. Yeah, it's definitely more fresh than the level design which is i think the weakest part of this game yeah i like it, it's weird to you do start to develop track knowledge but not nearly as fast as you would on a, a lap racer you know right. where you're just i'm i'm just doing this same little thing over and over here you're, you are kind of but it's all just this one long thing and then slowly yeah, it's simulating you racing it on together. railroads yeah yeah and which is cool i wouldn't mind a little map at the bottom or something because you're very reliant on road signs, you know, much like in real life, I guess. But when you're going that fast, if you don't see, if you don't decode the which way those are, arrows are pointing at a distance, then uh, you're going to crash. Oh, for sure. I did enjoy the graphics of the big crazy wipeouts. I love everything about them except when they happen. Like it's yeah. so ridiculous, and your guy flies so far, and and same with your bike, and then just when. I, I don't know. It's everything. Like if you watched a video of it, you would just laugh. Or or if you were sitting with your friend and it happened to them, 
I would be laughing my ass off. But if it happened to me and someone laughed at me, I would oh, I'd flip <laughs> out, you know, like it, so it's not fair. I'm, don't play games with me is what I'm saying. I'm a, I'm a jerk. Uh, and then in addition to that, as far as I don't think we mentioned, the cutscenes in between uh, usually have a close up of one of the other racers. Yeah, yeah. And then they have a little trash talk or whatever. But those little um, bio sprites or whatever they are, I, those are great. Yeah, they're very, like, not just technologically 90s, but I don't know. Just They, they remind me of Skate or Die, kind of. You know what I mean? Oh, they have that attitude-y, sneery look to <laughs> them, you know. Yeah, yeah. And interestingly enough, like, I'm not sure if it's ever, but if you, uh, like, if you hit, like, Natasha talks to you, and she's friendly, and everyone else, not everyone, but a lot of them are jerks, and, you know, there, there's an interesting spectrum from, like, antagonist to friends, you know, mm -hmm. and... If you knock her off her bike, then she'll say different stuff to you afterwards. Oh, interesting. Where she's like, yeah, she's like, I thought we had an understanding. She's like, I see how it is. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was you since everyone wears the same outfit. Yeah. And then you do change outfits based on what color your motorcycle is, which is the different models. Yeah. Yeah. And one last thing I wanted to touch to, sadly, although it is a slight negative about, you know, earlier... I'd mentioned how your sprite can block the view. You do sometimes, very rarely, though, you'll get flickering, which when you couple that with the pixel blob that happens, if it's really uh, heavy traffic, it can be really frustrating. But sometimes I just don't know where that camera's going. Like, as it, as it kind of moves, depending on where the horizon moves, you know, like, yeah, there have been times where I got stuck on top of a hill and I could not see the ground at all. And I, I when I'm getting back on my bike, I just kept getting blasted by things and I didn't know what was happening. And it was, it was just, it was just like, ah, this sucks. Like I, I can see that. Yeah. I think it's, you can lose it on certain turns as well. If you are not on the road. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it, it's not a very common thing. And, but I just, uh, I played it enough to where even when nothing bad happens, like it's like, it, I'll experience this multiple times in a race where I'm like, I had no idea what was around there. You know, I was just taking a chance. I couldn't tell if there was a car or or what was going on over here, you know. But you yeah. know, and even if it works out okay, you're still like, ugh, that, that could have been bad. There are definitely a lot of hairy situations. Well, folks, normally we take a game level by level, but this game doesn't have levels. It has five tiers. Each tier has five tracks. That's right. And they're all the same track. I, I We mentioned that already, right? Yes. They just get longer and harder. Yes. And uh, it, to progress uh, from tier to tier, you have to place fourth or higher. Which is not bad. In uh, No, yeah, in, in all five of the races. So not not too bad. No. Now, uh, before we talk about each course, which we're just going to do very briefly, let's go over the hazards you're going to find out there on the road. All right. Let's do there it. There are cars. The worst. And they will be on the same road you are, going the direction you are, or sometimes the opposite direction. They do follow traffic laws, so you kind of want to stay on the right. And they also cross the road at intersections. Yes. The worst, man. If one of those, you, like the chances of a car hitting you you know they're very low but it's just it's so like really in that too thanks game thank you now of course this is a racing game so there are oil slicks oh yeah and i one of my i wish these were they're not a solid black blob like you might imagine you know no. they got that kind of like hatch thing so it makes them extremely difficult to see on a gray road 
yeah at a distance you know so i almost never was like i never dodged them on purpose you know and, and when they, they they didn't really seem to do much to you anyways when you hit them i noticed sometimes like because you know at first especially with the uh diablo i noticed that i was like why do i just go flying off the road sometimes like extremely like very much to the right or left, you know, I'm getting pulled, you know? And it's the oil slick. And then later I was able, yeah, yeah, I figured it out. Gotcha. So I was like, oh, crap. Well, they have the yellow version of the oil slick, sand. Yeah, doesn't really seem as bad. I, I've I've slipped off the road a few times, but not as dramatically as with the oil. Apparently there's dirt on the road, but that's what the, the hole looking type things are. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like... Those again, like, uh, are hard to distinguish at a distance. You know, they oh, yeah. seem to appear more in the what the pinewood forest, I think. Yes. Uh, next up, we have a couple of animals to watch out for. There's deers and cow. Yeah, and sometimes the cows are laying down, and you can use them as a ramp. <laughs> it's crazy awesome. I yeah, there were times I couldn't figure out. The same thing goes for sometimes if someone's bike is on the ground, you can ramp off that. I've done it purely on accident, but it's always a bonus. And then we also have rocks. Yeah, and you can ramp off those too, right? Yeah, those are just sometimes just for ramping. Sweet, yeah. Then we have roadwork signs. Classic. And those will take you out for sure. And then beyond that, the only other those, way to crash wait. is from the other bikers. Yeah, they'll knock you around and you can do the same. Like even without your punching and kicking, you know, if you just, you know, you do transfer a lot of momentum. The game has a good sense of that. You know, when you're banging people around or from behind, it's uh, in that way, you know, you still can kind of get the combat feel without actually having to use the admittedly tricky timing for the punching and etc. Yes. So those are all the hazards. Now let's get into these courses. First up, we have the Sierra Nevada. Yes, it's a, a beautiful... Uh, <laughs> I mean, actually, a lot of the backgrounds in this game are pretty good, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Because you get some varied stuff here. Here is a more lush green kind of racing area. Yeah, it's kind of your standard hills and greenery all around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, I, I kind of found this one to be in the middle. That's where I would have ranked them difficulty-wise. Even though this is a lot of people's first uh, race, it is actually one of the hardest levels. It does have some of the sharper turns in it. Yeah, you got to be ready, and you got to watch the signs. And then following that, we have the Pacific Coast. This is one of my favorites. It's an easier one. <laughs> yeah, not too many sharp corners. Yeah, and you got some, some good-looking stuff in the background. You can see some ocean at, at points. It's got some nice big hills. You get some good air in this one. Yeah, which is always nice because that's like the only time you don't have to worry about getting hurt. Yeah, it's a nice time to breathe. <laughs> uh, following that, we have the Redwood Forest. The worst, I think. Yeah. Uh, first of all, those aren't very big redwoods, if that's what those are on the sides of the road. <laughs> no, no, they're not. And these tiny little pine trees. But this is where, okay, here's a little word of advice to fellow rashers out there. When you finally, you know, let's say you've completed four races, right? You can keep going back and re-racing any race to get more money. Yeah, we should but have the minute that. you complete, yeah, the minute you complete the fifth one, it upgrades you to the next level. No matter what. So I always save, yeah, I always save the hardest one, this one, for last, because I want to be able to go back and get another a couple, ideally, first or second places to save up money. It, I got screwed the first time where I accidentally completed the first level of the first tier, and got booted up to the second, and I still had the first bike. So oh. it was like, it was a struggle to get even fifth place. I bet. So I, I I had some money saved up, but then it was like, oh my gosh, like I just have to inch the last like thousand dollars up because if you're, uh, you know, at each level, it's like the top people have better bikes. I, or it seems that way. 
So if you if you don't have a good one, then you just can't like catch up to them. Yeah, and the Redwood Forest has lots of switchbacks, really sharp turns, and blind corners. Yeah, I mean, and it's not really, you can't really memorize it. So it's like, pay attention to the signs and learn to take your turns safely. And then following that, we have the Palm Desert. Another pretty easy one, I, I think. It's a little boring looking. The big uh, thing about this one is like, towards the beginning of it, there's a giant jump that goes right into a turn. Yeah. And if you don't turn right away, you go off the road really, really badly. Yeah, it's rough because, you know, the, any jump is on a hill. So you're not seeing beyond it. So you, like, if you don't know it's there and you don't react right away when you start cresting the hill, then you're screwed. And then we have the Grass Valley, and that is the real easy one. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was this and the coast, I think, were the two, my, my go-to uh, grinding ones where I was like, all right, look, leaving that Redwood Forest alone. I can at least get second place here pretty consistently once I had a, a, a comparable bike. So that's I stayed here until I had enough, like 12,000. Or 14th out, whichever one of those, the, the Ferrucci, when I got that, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. This is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And, of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has... Four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this a 3.5. Me too. I think this game looks really good, and uh, the music is great. The biggest uh, hits to it are the repetitiveness of the enemies mm -hmm. and a lot of the backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, you really only have three different kinds of, well, four different kinds of sprites, you know, including cars, you know, so... For me, the big thing was just, you know, pixel salad far away. It, it can be hard. And I feel like, like I said before, if they color coded it better to where I could at least distinguish what different things were in there, it would be, it would have been nice. But you can get around it, you know. Yeah. That didn't prevent me from having fun. For me, the smoothness of the motion and the amazingness of those insane wipeouts both really knocked it up there for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we have play control. And I was really torn on this one. Yeah, I went with a 2.5. I went with a 3.5. Um, I thought that oh. across the board, once I got used to it, all these bikes handled so much better than uh, you know what I'm used to in racing games of this era. It's true. I, I think the bikes handle well. I think that the uh, like the attacking stuff, you know, it's it's there, and it's not. I wouldn't say it's an afterthought, but it is. Like you have a. It has a kind of weird timing, and you have a very small window when you're right next to someone to hit them. So yes, it's, I didn't use it as much as I wanted. It's definitely tacked on, that's for sure. But you know what? You're right about the controls with the bikes. I will upgrade my score to 3.5. Yes. Next up is Challenge Factor. And before you give me your score, I just want to say we had a note from one of our uh, bigger fans out there. And he uh, was really curious as to how we score this statistic. And I had to, uh, you know, regrettably say to him, it's changed over time and it changes sometimes for no reason. <laughs> uh, we kind of locked ourselves well, that's in true. Uh, using this goofy Nintendo Power Review system early on when there was literally like four people listening to the show. Right, right. Uh, but then we stuck with it. So we're stuck with it. Uh, in the beginning, we tried to kind of go with, uh, you know, was it deserving based on 
the perceived skill it was going for or how challenging it tried to be. Right, right. Yeah, I just, I feel like that's adding a step for someone reading a review because they would be like, okay, well, this is him saying it's perfect. So I have to know him and the, you know what I mean? Whereas I try to keep it relatively more objective. I think if you're just like, look, this is super hard. If you see a five, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. That's where we've gotten to, I think. And we always try to explain our reasoning. So hopefully that clears it up a little bit more. But basically at this point, yes, it is the harder the game, the higher the score. It's kind of lame, but it's kind of where we're at. <laughs> well, I feel like the challenge rating on another system might be too high. <laughs> now, what did you rank its challenge rating here, Nick? I gave it a 4.0. Oh, really? I thought it's really hard. Yeah, I think it's really hard was, you know, towards the end, but you have passwords at all times. So yeah, that's why I gave you it could a, always come back. That's why I gave it a 3.5. I guess I went a little higher because while maybe it's not super, you know, super difficult, it is for for me super frustrating like it really pushed the wrong buttons so <laughs> uh, and i don't want to go back to being an angry child so i had to had to take it in small doses understood and then finally nick we have theme and fun i went with a 3.0 i gave it a 3.5 because i was i was really surprised i thought it was pretty fun uh, just as the racing was concerned yeah i was surprised too because it's just a, a racing game other than your mild attacking and I, I was really liking it, you know, a lot more than I thought I would. It was just those wrecks and the, you know, it, it got to me. And for me, it was it just hurt me. the monotony. Um, you know, you have five really cool tracks, but once you've raced them too many times, they all feel kind of the same. And, you know, sadly, that's just not as much world building as I had hoped for. Oh. So, Nick, I ask you, as I always do, should you play this game? Yeah, I think it's worth checking out. Uh Definitely. You know, I liked it somehow. <laughs> and we're not big uh, racing guys or, you know, anything like that. No, and I, I think it's interesting, too, to place it as the Mode 7 alternative, kind of, you know what I mean, to see what the other games look like, because... That was my next note. They, it's, it's interesting to see where Sega went with their sprite scaling versus Nintendo's Mode 7. Well, they had a lot of that in the arcade, you know, Afterburner and oh, yeah. Space Harrier and stuff. So Sega had been doing that well for a while. So it's in it's cool to see them bring similar, even though this wasn't made by Sega themselves. But, you know, you can tell that they built those like chops into their console. For sure. Next week's game will be Metal Warriors. For the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can, folks, and play along. That's right. And if you want to get a hold of us and uh, let us know, uh, how do you feel about our review system? Should we change it? Give us a, re a review review. And you can even do that on iTunes.com. We haven't talked about iTunes reviews in a long time. But no, we they're still nice. <laughs> uh, you can email us uh, and tell us what you would review on iTunes. I don't know. There's a lot of ways to get a hold of us. And cartridgecommand at gmail.com is just one, but one of the best. Uh, it's amazing. We actually have some really good reviews on there. So thanks to everyone that's written one. And uh, if you want to write one, go for it. We are really bad at self-promoting. So... You know, hopefully you, we you, are humble as hell. You've told some other people about the show because it does keep growing, but uh, not because of anything <laughs> that Nick and I are doing besides recording new episodes. That's right. So that's yeah, pretty flattering in, in its own way, you know. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You can also get in touch with us on Facebook at Cartridge Command, on Twitter at Cart Command. And of course, we must every week thank those wonderful and fine folks that give to us at Patreon.com slash Cartridge Command. 
it is their hard-earned dollars that let this show happen. Uh, right now, Nick and I are jobless, living in this crazy uh, lockdown <laughs> world. But thanks to you guys, you have paid to make this show happen. You pay for our hosting, our fees, all that kind of stuff. And without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do it. And gals, so thank you all so very, very much. It's great stuff, man. Every dollar so you, makes a difference, and every dollar tells a story. It does. If you don't give, please consider giving, uh, you know, $1 to $5. We're not asking for much. If you want to give more than that, we're not going to say no, but we're realistic. Otherwise, everyone, thank you for all your support. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Do, 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 do. End song. <laughs> uh, how you want to play? What's the, what's that game we used to play at Bill's house where you're in the, the mechs? Metal Warriors? Yeah, you want to play that? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Right, let's do that next week.